Remember, if you sign up for a player profile or premium subscription in January, you get it for 13 months instead of 12. That's one month free. Hey, let's go. The juice. What's shaking, fellas? Just chilling. I'm chilling. You're chilling. Looking at the what are you looking at the uh, the lines for Sunday and, and a few on Saturday for the NFL. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Have you have you looked at these, Ahan? Have you looked at the lines for the uh, Week 18 action? I was surprised to see that there are some actual plays that I like to give out today. Um, it is Week 18. Um, and yes, there is stuff worth betting on, which is makes me very excited. So, Ahan, I sent you a new microphone because your audio d- stinks, and uh, I sent you the exact same headset. In fact, I wanted you both to have green headsets because of the juice. You both have these green headsets, the same green headset. Can you show us what happened when you try to plug your microphone in? So, uh, hopefully nobody takes this the wrong way, but there is a hole, and uh, it won't fit. Okay, it just it just falls off. What did you mean by won't take it the wrong way? That there's a hole. How can you take a hole the wrong way? A hole in the ground. There's a hole. You don't you don't step in it. How would you take that the wrong way? I am young, so my mind is devious. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. You know, it used to be frowned upon, taboo, if you will, to bet on sports. (laughs) There used to be. There was a time when it was illegal, guys. Can you believe it? In my state, it is still illegal. I know. Same here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, but but we we figure out ways to to help the people where it is legal. And I'm looking at this. At, does anyone have like a particular feeling about uh, Chiefs at Raiders? I feel that Jared Stidham is being overvalued um, after his huge game last week. If I had to take a lean, which I'm going to for my against the spread pool. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, not placing any particular dollar bills on that game. Uh, but the Chiefs have to get Travis Kelsey involved. I tweeted about this this um, the other day. Travis Kelsey is on a streak that he hasn't been on since 2015, which is three straight games without a red zone target. Uh, that's got to change entering the playoffs. Um, and the Chiefs got to do a better job um, against Jared Stidham than uh, the 49ers did. So feel like the spread should be somewhere around two touchdowns. So Jared Stidham was viewed as barely NFL quality player, like marginal third stringer, certainly not an NFL backup. That was how he, like ceiling of Matt Barkley. This was now after one game where he looked good. He had a couple rollouts, one rolling out to his left, throwing it across his body to Devontae Adams. It was a real unbelievable moment. To see him breaking out like that, like excuse me, the Patriots decided to keep Brian Hoyer rather than retain Jared Stidham, and now he's out here having a you know a Truman Show performance. My worry is that we've seen Colt McCoy, Taylor Heineke, we've seen these backup caliber, even sub backup caliber players look good in moments in the NFL, but eventually mm-hmm. it catches up. Eventually that glass sip. That glass slipper is crushed under the foot of some defensive end. And we saw only a 279 air yard performance, which even for Stidham is a lot, but he passed for 365 yards, and maybe that's that number is not as accurate um, of a passing performance as we would have hoped for. Um, the Chiefs are not going to allow 365 yards. Well, I saw a play where Devontae Adams was wide open in the back of the end zone. He, he shoulder-faked. But his hips, you know, his his shoulders were moving one way, but his hips were moving the other. And the next thing you know, he plants and he's gone, and the guy's left flat-footed going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So he was open in the end zone, which you never see, especially for a star player to be open without a guy within 10 yards of him. And Stidham decided to run the ball there, just pulled it down. So my worry is that's the real Stidham. That's, that's really who he really – that's my worry. And just on principle – the spread isn't big enough with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to get me off Kansas City. 
So I'll 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 take Kansas City minus nine all day there. And they still have something to play for because the one seed is still up for grabs. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Titans Jaguars? Um, I'm I'm on the Jags personally. I just I think they're a bad matchup for the Titans with the way Trevor Lawrence has been playing. Um, the Titans, their pass defense is like in the twenties of DVOA. Yes. And Trevor Lawrence, I mean, over the last I think since like week ten, if I remember correctly, um, there are a few quarterbacks, only a few. He's seventh in the NFL in EPA per play since week ten. And the pass offense overall is sixth in DVOA for the Jaguars. So good pass offense going up against a bad, a pass funnel, as we talked about uh, last week, a pass funnel defense doesn't seem like the most advantageous matchup for the Titans. Yeah. Six and a half, though, is terrifying. Home favorite six and a half. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, my a, God. it's a it's a bit of a big number, especially mm-hmm. with how much are at stake. No, I mean, if it were seven or even, you know, five and a half, it's a different story, right? But mm-hmm. six and a half, there's so much embedded in that six and a half, right? It's like mm-hmm. it, it's playing psychological tricks on everybody. They just need to win by a touchdown and an extra point, dude. That's it. That's exactly. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got to go Jaguars. I got to go. Not so fast. Not so fast. Right, Ahan? So I'm on the Titans uh, in this one, and I thought this was a very sharp spread uh, when I thought Malik Willis was going to start. Then Josh Dobbs starts, and the line does not move. Um, And I don't know why. Um, That's all I need to see. So Tennessee is barely the superior pass defense. I know their secondary is atrocious. They've been hurt recently. But their front seven is great, and that's where Trevor Lawrence struggles. You look at Trevor Lawrence against the Lions. Their secondary is weak, but they do have a front seven that can actually put pressure on opposing quarterbacks, especially in the second half. That's where he withers. Exactly. And in with, with the game on the line, this organization, Mike Rabel, what do they want to do? Whether we like it or not, they're going to want to put the ball in the hands of Derrick Henry in a big game with the season on the line. And this six and a half spread, the reason I'm taking it with the Titans is a Mike Rabel play. They're 12 and 8 and 1 against the spread as a road underdog since 2019. Jacksonville this season, when they're supposed to put their opponent away, they're 1 and 3 and 0 against the spread as a favorite this season. This is just very scary for a team that has a lot of hype around them. Trevor Lawrence has, you can argue, uh, a lot of people will agree he's been a top 10 quarterback recently. But like you said, the front seven of the Titans is still intimidating, and that's where Trevor Lawrence struggles. I think this should be closer to a three-point game. Even if the Jags win outright, I don't see how you can lay six and a half on them. I'll gladly take Mike Vrabel in a game that could become low-scoring, ugly, run-heavy. And in those kinds of games, you don't want to take the large spreads. You want to take the points. It's possible that Jacksonville is eliminated from the playoffs here, right? This game is basically for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm, For each team. So, I mean... Tennessee's going all out. That's why they're starting Dobbs. They're going all out to win this game. And I, I, yeah, I, I don't see how it's six and a half. Right? I just it doesn't make sense to me. Should be lower. The one thing I liked from Josh Dobbs is even though yes, there were moments where he was bad. Uh, you can't deny that. He still put the ball in the hands of his playmakers, which you can't really do with Malik Willis. He's not going to get the ball there. Um, nine targets for Robert Woods led the team, but he also got the ball to Chigo Konkwu, four targets, and Traylon Burks, eight targets. And we love to see that because both Tennessee and Jacksonville, they're terrible defenses against yards after the catch. And there are two athletes on the Titans that are elite athletes, elite playmakers after the catch who are Chigo Konkwu and Traylon Burks. And the passes to those guys were not bad from Josh Dobbs, so I loved seeing that. So hopefully those two guys can get the ball. Well, Traylon Burks didn't practice today. Mr. Traylon Burks has a groin injury. He's 50-50 to play. Oh, don't like to hear the word groin. Vrabel thinks Burks is going to be okay, in quotes. If I'm them, though, and we have a Saturday game, I'm not asking Burks to practice. I'm just saying, heal up, and I'll see you on Saturday. So if they're saying 50-50, it's probably closer to 65-35 he plays. Certainly if Burks is out there, I I like Tennessee. Are we swaying you at all, Shervon? Are you changing your mind at all? 
I mean, a, a little bit. I d- the Jags' run defense certainly isn't a world beater by any means, so I could definitely see Tennessee slowing it down. Josh Dobbs take care of the ball. Derrick Henry, we're just gonna mash it down your throat, basically. But doesn't Derrick Henry love playing Jacksonville a lot, like a lot, a lot? Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking to someone that played against. Uh, Derrick Henry in the fantasy playoffs when he had that 99-yard touchdown. He's so, not on the injury report. Yeah, they took him off today. This is so <laughs> foreboding for Jacksonville. This whole thing, the six-and-a-half line, the whole thing just stinks. You, you, stink. you know, right? You know when you're going to put money down on this game, you're like, eh. Like, even, if you're, even if you're into Jacksonville, you're not confident. You can't be. Six and a half is a is a pretty decent line. I think I w- I would still take Jacksonville. I'm a believer in what they're doing. I know you are, but you can't be confident. No, they're making I, you pay, man. They're making you pay. They're making you pay to take Jacksonville. Yeah, con- confidence level uh, confidence level is about like a four or five. It's it's shocking that that game is a similar total and a similar line to Ravens at Bengals. That's minus seven. See, that's not a trap line. That's just like you take the Bengals and you move on, right? Yes. Okay, so they win by seven and you push. Fine, great, good. But losing to Tyler Huntley at home in a game you- that they need to win? I mean, I know that it's four. It, it's, it's this is another game where there's huge playoff implications, right? Where where you know Baltimore wins the division if they win this game, mm-hmm. but they don't have Lamar Jackson. They don't have Rashad Bateman. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. Baltimore's whole thesis for winning games is like, okay, we're going to drag this into the mud. We're going to win 17-13. You're not going to do that against Cincinnati. Not not with both Jamar and Higgins because basically uh, Marlon Humphrey, he's done a great job defending whoever he's defending, but he can't defend both. He can't defend two receivers at once. The uh, the receiver wide receiver twos for um, these NFL teams that have gone against the Jags have – a lot more wide receiver twos have killed them this year than ones. You mean so, the Ravens? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's look. Let's look at Cincinnati weather. Let's look at Cincinnati weather. Okay. Cincinnati weather for Sunday. It is going to be forty percent chance of rain and a high of forty degrees. Just fine. Just fine. No worries there. Look, 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 hold on. Look at the wind. What about the wind? Uh, four to six miles per hour. That's good for the offense, man. That's good for the offense. They bake in all the weather in January in Cincinnati. Nah, man. That's just great football weather, period. Mm -hmm. Let's go. That favors the offense. Let's go. What about these games where the teams both stink? What about, like, Panthers-Saints? What do you do with that? I think most people just would stay away. It's another weird line. Three and a half? Three and a half's a weird one for me. I, I I can't bring myself to touch that game, but player profiler Edge likes the Panthers. That's right. So, so I'm probably just going to trust player profiler edge on that one. And mm-hmm. in my against a spread pool, just go like, all right, the AI's got this one. Panthers, it is. There are some games where, you know, I don't want to, like, think about it when I'm playing them, right? I like thinking about Jacksonville getting upset by Tennessee. It's so NFL. How NFL? It's so it's so Mike Vrabel, too. It's so Vrabel. It's so NFL. It's so Jacksonville. It's so everything. Everything. It's so everything for Jacksonville mm-hmm. to lose to Dobbs at home. You understand that? Oh, 100%. Like, just let it slip through. Like, oh, like we, oh, we could, we just have to beat, oh, because, ah, right? Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, uh, yeah, but yeah, top picks on Edge. Edge has top picks. And it, yeah, the Panthers have Darnold. So in it, anytime you have a Darnold at quarterback, but Darnold's been playing better, and that's what Edge likes. Edge, Edge, Edge likes uh, likes that game. It's true. Just take Carolina against the spread. Done. Especially because look at the line you're getting. I love that line. You, you, Panthers can. It's they can lose by a field goal and still cover. That's the beauty of the minus three and a half on the Saints. It's crazy to me. What? Why? Dalton any better than Darnold? No, but the Panthers have a better team. Panthers have a better offensive line. Panthers have a better what they've they've better assets on defense. 
What's the problem here? I don't get it. Yes, it's a home game for the Saints, but wait, is there going to be a big crowd there that's going to be swaying the refs? No. This is what we call an overreaction to one half of football. What's the overreaction? The second half that the Panthers just played. That's the overreaction on the line. The fourth quarter, really. Yeah, the fourth quarter. Please, take the, t- take Carolina. Take Carolina. What about Browns at Steelers? I mean, Penny, Kenny, Penny Kickett. Kenny Pickett um, has looked real good um, for in timely moments um, mm-hmm. in the last couple of games. The public probably looking at those highlights, probably on the Steelers. Uh, the Browns really have, you know, nothing to play for, but probably take the Browns in this one if I had a lean, uh, just because I like fading the public. The public, unsurprisingly, on the Steelers so far, just by a little bit, though, because of the Kenny Pickett hype. Um, but betting against Mike Tomlin, not where my dollar bills um, want to go oh by the way the edge also likes the under on uh panther saints just want to make sure i mention that i mean it seems obvious too. that you would take the under it mm-hmm. likes the under even when it's 41 and a half get an alt line in there get a little better odds you have two teams where it's clear their defense is better than their offense and they're starting dalton and darnold it makes no sense that that game would go over 40 points i don't even and see how that's possible both teams that have emphasized running the ball recently, especially Carolina. Yeah, they're draining clock. Both these teams. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm just when you go into it, that that's actually a 53 percent level of confidence, which is which is high. Like for any given game total or or spread to have you know, 53, that's big. But it's it's those games, man. It's those games that the edge is always zeroing in on it's these games where these two teams that are out of it the last game that you would ever look at the, mm-hmm. the game that you're not even really considering and you know you're just kind of going through all and like eh. and then it's like no 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 oh no 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 okay okay panthers against the spread but also the under right and then if you were smart and you're super sort of clinical about your betting you would just focus on that right you would just focus on those picks mm-hmm. but you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we, 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 we always want to bet these games that are more fun, right? We want to, we, I, I gotta, you know, I, I, I gotta take Tennessee, you know, it's, 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 it's on, you know, prime time. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get action on this game too. And that's, but so that you, but the edge is honest. It's like, Hey, we've got 53% confidence on the under for Carolina, New Orleans, 55% confidence, which is a crazy high number, on the Panthers against the spread. I'm not seeing another number on here that's higher than 52%. If you're hungry for action in a certain game, you can always go to the underdog pick generator and uh, play player props. Sometimes more value in the player props. Because if the if Edge likes the under, there's probably a pass catcher who has a ridiculously high line, so you can add that as a pick em leg, just saying. Right. Think about the games where the edge is like, hey, Colts money line. <laughs> no, this is this is so perfect. When you look at the confidence level, it's Colts money line, Panthers against the spread, under on Carolina, New Orleans. Just perfect. Like, I mean, I think the Colts will win. I could see it, right? The it's- Texans need them to win so they can lock up Bryce Young. Yeah, the Texans are tanking. Exactly. And it's yeah. a home game. It's easy. I, mean, I don't even. Know, I don't even know how the edge sort of model even understands what, what the tank factor. But it somehow it does. It's crazy. It's cool. But yes, you want Colts money line all day, all day. How is that line only minus two and a half? Knowing that the Texans are incentivized to lose. I mean, NFL teams never ever lose on purpose, except in Week 18 or previously Week 17. Because mm-hmm. it did happen most famously. It happened the Buccaneers tanking for Jameis outright benched a number of their starters, numerous starters, at halftime in the final week of the season to lock up the number one pick to get Jameis Winston. That was the most overt, like, Houston Rockets tanking for Hakeem Olajuwon that we've seen in the NFL because so many of the NFL players are playing for their next contract that they will refuse Mm-hmm. to give less than 100% effort and refuse to leave the game because their next paycheck is literally on the line. They're auditioning for their next stop. 
so many of these players have expiring contracts. That's why the the incentive to tank isn't as factored in as you might think, but it is the final week of the season. And the Texans are all in on mm-hmm. on getting the number one pick. So let's let's be real here. And the Colts have shown here, like every, last few weeks, some spunk, they, right? They were up 33 points yes. on the Vikings. We've seen some spunk from the Colts. Mm-hmm. We've seen some spunk from the Texans. I just think this is this going to be the 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 week that the Texans spunk evaporates. I, I, I think that all their spunk will be dribbled out. Oh, banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. But what about what about Cleveland Pittsburgh? Anything? I mean, I, I know you like how Kenny Pickett's playing. They there's another home team minus two and a half. There's some man. This this slate is so full of trap lines. Mm-hmm. Oh my, that is a trap line. Because the Browns are think, a better team. I think the under would have to be the play there. No, I don't see how they score forty one points. <laughs> so yes, like the under is a great pick there. I have a pick on Colts Texans that uh, isn't the most conventional, um, and I'm going a little bit away from my brand of just picking spreads. Um, I'll take the first half under on Colts Texans. It's at nineteen and a half. Okay, and you can get this on Caesars. Um, at, I believe, minus 109 right now. Um, it's great value. So even taking away the tank factor and the fact that the Texans don't want to score points, um, these are the two worst first-half offenses in football so far this season. And the players that are healthy on these teams are the defensive players. The first-half totals in the Houston games where they've been doing this Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills platoon, uh, 37 versus Dallas, 27 um, when they played KC, but then 17 against the Titans and then 21 against the Jags. So only a one out of four hit rate, but the line is sharp. First half totals when Sam Ellinger starts in Colts games, 10 when they played the Commanders, 13 when they played the Patriots, 27 when they faced the Giants and the Giants did all the scoring there. And if you look at profitability of taking these first half unders this season against the book, Indianapolis and Houston are both in the top 10 in ROI, 31% and 7% ROI when you take their first half unders this season. I don't want to have to deal with garbage in the second half where defensive players get get set and the Colts do whatever nonsense they want to do in the second half like they have been over the last few weeks. I'll just take the first half where they're playing, quote-unquote, as conventionally as possible, and the offenses just stink it up, and the defensive players have something to play for. I love it. I love it. By the way, uh, Edge also likes the Browns. Not surprising at all. One of them. One of them. One of, of course, they like that. Deshaun Watson. Talk about something. He has something. He has. He, he's trying to resurrect his reputation as a good football player. So they have. That's what he's playing for. He can't change his reputation off the field. That's cemented, <laughs> right? But at least we could. Hey, is Deshaun Watson good? Like that's now a question. It's now a debate. It's funny. He he deserves that. It's funny. So Vikings Bears. Plus seven and a half. Oh, but oh man, oh man. Seth Dewald, who runs a writers roundtable, uh, the show that I've been on several times, wasn't on this week, but I watched the show, um, and he'll be on the same page with me in this one. He's a Bears fan. Uh, you slam the Vikings. Uh, Nathan Peterman is starting. This is the rare occasion where I will gladly buy the points. Um, Chicago is firmly tanking, and after the trade deadline, when they basically said we are no longer interested in attempting to play defense. They're the NFL's worst defense as of late, um, worst weighted DVOA um, right. on the planet. Even if Minnesota pulls starters, because there there aren't there isn't a huge range of outcomes for where the Vikings can finish seed wise. They can't have the top seed, but they can't be a low seed either. They're trying to get home field advantage of some sorts here. But even if they pull starters late, Nick Mullins has been decent enough as a backup that I feel yeah. like. He's not going to be challenged by whatever the Bears put out there. That's that's so true, so true. And you can see with the line, the seven and a half line is like so transparent. It's so transparent. Hey, the Vikings have to win by more than a touchdown and, a, and an extra point. You should you should go with the Bears here, right? I think they're just going to keep pushing and push. It's going to be ten. The line could be plus nine by the time of kickoff. It should they should have just set it at plus ten and got it over with. Why they're trying to play these games by setting it at plus seven and a half? It's just like, get it over. Guys, stop. Just knock it off. It's because Minnesota was favored by eight and a half when these two teams played last, when they played in Minnesota. And then Minnesota didn't cover the eight and a half because they won by seven. 
and they think they're they think they're being really funny by setting it at seven. Um, but the Vikings obviously have T.J. Hawkinson now, and T.J. Hawkinson kind of owns the Bears. Um, he's had great games against the Bears in the past, and the Chicago team is on defense and offense significantly worse now. So I'm not going to overcomplicate it. The Vikings just score forty and uh, make people think they're really good again. Peterman, oh man. So Patriots are at the Bills. That's a nice, easy, straightforward minus seven on the Bills. No one knows what the hell to do with that game. I think nobody knew what to do with that game for 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 other reasons too. Just because we didn't know what the situation was going to be with the Bills, and thankfully we got some good news recently. So we know that game is going to be played. The one against the Bengals is not. Um, so I think a lot of people, other than maybe some sharps, were trying not to touch that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the public action is on the Patriots right now, which, again, I'm a Patriots fan. I don't, I don't un- really understand it. I probably want the Bills here. Um, I do too. And I just want the Bills to cover just because the Patriots gain no value by appearing in the playoffs again. So I'll take the Bills. They pro- If they make the playoffs, they'd probably have to play the Bills. So Have to is a perfect, is perfect wording. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Patriots have a 36% chance of making the postseason, isn't that predicated on them beating the Bills? Yes. Well, I, I guess they could They could make it if the Dolphins and Steelers lose. Yeah. Because they'd have the, they'd have the tiebreaker with the Jets. And they have the tiebreaker with Jacksonville if Jacksonville loses? That I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of these tiebreakers yeah. that they would have to have. They must have tiebreakers on a lot of these other teams where if these other teams also lose, then they can sneak in. At eight and nine, well, I just think the probability, the raw probability that I'm seeing of thirty six percent, that is just too high. <laughs> if you could bet on that, I would bet against the Patriots making the playoffs. It, whatever, whatever the juice would be to get to the thirty six percent chance, I want, I want, I love those odds. I mean, to take the Patriots to be eliminated. But we'll be watching. Yeah. My daughter and I will be watching. She loves the Patriots. Uh, she doesn't want to hear this. What I'm saying, she does not want to hear it at all. We are Patriots fans. We have a Tom Brady doll. I want to see this. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Remember when we, remember when we was on the Patriots? Yeah. That is not Tom Brady. I know. It is not. <laughs> it is, though. See the 12? Look at the back. It says Brady. Look at it. I mean, you know what, Ahan? Why don't you stitch a doll that looks like Tom Brady? Look at the chin dimple. That was like that was like four hairstyles ago. I know. Two faces ago, too. That's Yeah, two faces ago. <laughs> That's the thing, Ahan. I mean, you you want to retroactively judge a doll for not having Tom Brady's face right? Fair point. I apologize. That's not. Yeah, that's really unfair of you to even ask that of a doll company. <laughs> yeah, B- Bills minus seven. Thank you. So Jets Dolphins. This game is is crazy. It's it's only minus two. Dolphins minus two. Wow, right? Wow and how. One team is eliminated. The other is a 41% chance of making the playoffs, which I also don't believe is correct. <laughs> these these probabilities are so weird. I don't I don't believe that. So Teddy Bridgewater is now throwing the ball with more distance. He might be under center. If Teddy Bridgewater is under center, you like the Dolphins there, right? I like the Jets. I like the personally. Jets. Especially if you're getting points. I thought... Last I checked, I thought I saw they were one point favorites. Now they're two point dogs. Yeah. So I'll, I mean, I'll take them. Why? Can you explain this to me? Why? Do, why the Jets? They're eliminated. Well, what? What are we doing here? They're just gonna play all their starters because they. That's they're all, they all have, they have young guys and they might as well play them. Yeah, they're a young team. I think they're still trying to like build the culture, build what they want to be going forward. Their defense has been great all year long. They have a top ten defense. I believe they're top 10 in both pass and run defense DVOA. And now we got Teddy Bridgewater who he's been, he's been classic old Teddy. He's just been fine. Uh, He's not, not going to like melt faces off or anything like that. What about the idea that Mike White's glass slipper has cracked? It it was a bit of a tough matchup on the road against the, a good defense in uh, Seattle. Dolphins secondary is they've been playing better recently, but I don't think they're up to up to par with Seattle's. I think Garrett Wilson could have a he can get a little more open against them than he was against Seattle. Garrett Wilson's absolutely going to demolish the Dolphins. 
Wow, I love it. I love it. See, this is the thing where I'm just like, hey, I'm the public. The Dolphins are playing for the playoffs. They they look good. Last time I saw them in the red zone, on the red zone channel five weeks ago, I'm going to go Dolphins here. They're at home. And they're like, no, 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 no. The Jets are a good team. The Jets are a good team. And if they had started Mike White all season, they would be in the playoffs. And we wouldn't be having this conversation. I think that's really the, the, the larger point. Their defense has really been failed this season. They've been so good all year. All, all, all Jets. All Jets all the time. And uh, the you guys, you guys, I remember how I talked about there was one other pick on edge that had a 53% level of confidence. It's the Jets Dolphins under. <laughs> of course. Of course, 38 and a half is a pipe dream. They just have it as 38 and a half because they just don't think it can go lower. There was like one example of, of you know, what it, Rams, Broncos. It was like a 33 point total or something earlier this year. But that was it. Like, otherwise, they're like, well, we can't really bring these totals down much below 38. One of these teams is in playoff contention. And then the edge is like, no, 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 no. Under, baby. What are you doing? What are you doing? Easy under. Remember, remember we talked about this. You find that you find the game with the lowest total, and you just go over. That's like such a isn't that what, what you said? What did you call that, Ahan? Square. That's the square move, right? No, the sharp move is you go under that line. We're going under thirty-eight and a half. We're not squares, man. We're circles, baby. <laughs> We're sharp circles. How about that? Ooh, ooh, sharp circles. Isn't a sharp circle just a rectangle? Ahan, stop it. Stop it. Stop with your MIT <laughs> math facts that's the whole thing is it the the antithesis of sharp is a circle but that's what makes it clever okay it's not a fucking rectangle dude it's a sharp <laughs> circle leave me alone <laughs> and uh falcons minus four i'm very into very i talked to eric bime for about this on the on the mind of mansion show falcons minus four to me is one of the easier bets on this on this whole board and that's you being extremely sharp because seventy-two percent of the bets are on the Bucks for some reason. What? Um, according to Action Network, and I am clueless because the Falcons want to see what they have with Desmond Ritter, and the Bucks they 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 did what they had to last week against the Panthers, just enough to make the playoffs. They said, okay, we're gonna have a uh, give Mike Evans his vintage game. He's the face of the franchise. We're gonna give him his moment to get us into the playoffs. There's no reason for them to. To care about anybody uh, this week, uh, you just take the Falcons because they're still trying to play football and trying to prove something. Yeah, the minus four line reminds me of that the, the, the Bears plus seven and a half. And it opened at minus three. Yeah, and, and they're going to keep moving it. Like they're going to keep yeah. moving it down. Like they were keep, they keep moving the Bears line down, trying to get more people to like forget about Peterman. They're going to keep trying to move this line to get people to forget that none of these bucks will be playing. Right, there's nothing. I mean, what are you doing? I think I think people are betting Tampa because Todd Bowles. Like, I think after last week's game, he said that starters are going to play in this game. Oh, he thinks he's funny. They're not. He, they might play a half or a quarter. The, the a Falcons quarter. are like the Jets. They're young and they've been playing all year. Like they're in contention and they have been in contention and up until the very end here. Now they're they're mm -hmm. out, obviously. But th there's just. Th Nothing not to like about the Falcons here. I like the Falcons here just like the Jets. Those are two of the best bets on the board. Falcons and Jets this week. And that Jets-Dolphins under. Oh, my God. This this under, too. Bucks-Falcons under. Hello. They have it at 40. That's the shoulder shrug line of all time. Gee, if, if backups are going to be playing for Tampa, then that's, that's, a, that's a hammer. What, I got to go under there. I mean, exactly. you're going to go mm -hmm. under. This is... Wow. I when I when I sitting down to do this show, I was like, man, I don't know, this is gonna be tough. Hope I can contribute. Hope we can figure this slate out. Now it's like, come on, guys, hammer, hammer, hammer. You guys are gonna make me have way too much exposure on this week eighteen slate. <laughs> I know. It's everything seems so easy now. Cardinals 49ers, you have Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is giving fourteen points. That's a thing that's happening. On the one hand, you shouldn't give Brock Purdy fourteen points. On the other hand, you shouldn't give Cliff Kingsbury a chance to coach an NFL game, but I'll still take the Cardinals on this one. Two touchdowns is berserk. I mean, 
Take the points, Ahan, right? I mean, come on. What are we doing here? The 49ers can't just keep getting away with uh, with this, and they almost. Yeah. Ahan, do you agree with this, or or, or is the, are, are we being are we being squares here? Oh, you you take the Cardinals. Like I'm, I, I've clicked the Cardinals button on my against the spread pool already. Shravan, right, uh, this is a podcast. You have to say something. It's not just video. I, I mean, you guys, you guys have handled it. I think I. I no, agree. I know, but you're shaking your head. Just you got to just at least say I agree with you guys. Or you guys are geniuses. Thank you. You guys I, are so smart. You're the best. I agree. Boom. Cowboys at Commanders. Commanders are seven-point dogs at home. This feels very seven? commandery. Line opened at four. It's at seven now. Taylor Heineke, uh, as Matty Kiwoom said, Taylor Heineke saw that Micah Parsons was on the schedule and said, Sam Howell, you got you to start Sam Howell. <laughs> you got a big dog. But Sam yeah. Howell might be better. We're about to find out, I guess. Sam Howell... Rushed for like 800 yards in his final year at North Carolina. Sam Howell's underrated. Sam Howell has weapons. Or or this is going to keep moving. I feel like it's going to keep moving. Cow- Cowboys, still have, they're still alive for the one seed, and that game is going to be on at the same time as the Eagles. So I could, I mean, they're, they're much better than the commanders on paper as is, and now they have incentive to beat the hell out of them i would I, i'm on cowboys i'm taking the cowboys here too um i i unless i uh, unless i see that sam howe is is the truth i'll i'll take the team that needs god damn it i really wanted to tout howe here but you guys you know i i i did not have a very strong position it was a meek position i was thinking man we can get we can get a little action on howe here this line's now seven it's a home game these games are always, 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 especially when the Cowboys go to Washington. You know, historically, these games are wild, right? Wild. Going all the way back to, like, the RFK days, right, where you had these guys with the, with the pig costumes. Remember that? Uh, it's a little before my time, the pig noses. I, I'm just disappointed that you didn't take my lob. I was giving you a lob to tout Tony Pollard and... Put him in your DFS captain spot, but you want to do that okay. with, with Pollard this week? I'm all over Tony Pollard this week. Three touchdowns. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my bad guys. My bad for even having an instinct of going Commanders there. Now that you did that, Zeke is going to steal all the goal line. I know, but I just I'm so embarrassed because oh, I was like, oh man, I was doing the thing, man. I was doing that uh, division game. <laughs> like I was doing the thing. <laughs> it's like. This is the one game where you don't do that. I know. I was doing the thing. I was like, this is why I love hosting this kind of show because like, I'm not as good as you guys and I could just be the example of the square in certain situations. You're going to be like, hey, guy, you, you didn't actually give much thought here, so uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, take a seat over there, Podfather. Chargers at Broncos, another line that is two and a half. It's Broncos minus two and a half. Broncos. I don't think the Chargers have much to play for in this other than they could secure avoiding the Bills in round one. Bills or Bengals in round one. Okay. So I, that doesn't seem like anything that – obviously you'd want to avoid them in the playoffs, but like – It's not a compelling reason to play your starters. I think they play their starters for a half. This is the classic we play our starters for the half. And by then they'd probably have the lead and a decent one at that. We could first half it. Uh, what? Yeah, the Broncos still have an elite pass defense, and uh, when Justin Herbert is not at quarterback, you take the other team. But Chase Daniels not bad. Chase Daniels an above average backup quarterback. But the rest of his team is bad, and Justin Herbert makes this team good. And Chase Daniel does not elevate his his team to that level. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to see what they have with Isaiah Spiller. Oh man, their defense has been playing a lot better recently too. Chargers. I I gotta go Chargers here. I got to go acknowledging they're not going to play their starters for the full game and take them anyway. I think that's the move here. I think so, too. If they, Again, even if they only play them for a half, they could be up by big enough to be able to say if Denver makes a comeback, then they could still cover. They should. Can you guys guess what Edge likes in this game? The under? The under. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Shravan, it goes to what you were saying earlier. The over. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Why do we have the same reaction? <laughs> it likes the over, and I think it's because a lot of points will get scored in the first half. I could see that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, of course you can. Rams, Seahawks. 
Seahawks are in it, baby. I like the Seahawks to make the playoffs because I, I think the Lions can beat the Packers and then the Seahawks have the tiebreaker over the Lions. This this Rams-Seahawks game was the textbook don't touch the spread game for me because all logic suggested you go with the Seahawks because the Rams overpowered the Broncos and that's not the kind of script you want to buy again. Um, then they expose the Raiders. You don't want to buy into that. You want to buy into who the Rams actually are. The Seahawks have to play for a lot, um, but the Seahawks haven't been good when they are the favorite, and the public is on the Rams, so that suggests Seahawks a little bit. The line hasn't moved, even though the public is heavily on the Rams. It's very suspicious, but also um, Jack Cavanaugh brought up a good point on the Riders' roundtable, which was there is karma with the Rams, Matthew Stafford, and the Lions. If the Rams win outright, this opens up some possibilities for the Lions. Um, I am not one to bet against NFL quote-unquote scripts. I'll put the quote-unquotes just so that nobody comes after me. But I'm not one to bet against obvious Week 18 scripts. So I'm not touching this. But the Seahawks should be the play, even though most people are hurt. Edge has no opinion on this game. Excellent. I think I think if anything it's just Seattle money line. Oh, Seattle money line or stay away. Jesus, Seattle money line with Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. You love pain, don't you? Yeah. You you're betting on Jacksonville against Tennessee. Geno Smith. You're dude, You got to be careful, man. I said stay away. Either Seahawks money line or stay away. I think if anything if you wanted to dabble in this game, you could take the Rams money line. I think that would be, that yeah. would be interesting. That'd be because this team has been playing above expectation for weeks. I know they they they're probably going to be exposed as is who they thought, but are is 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 Seattle really the team that's going to expose? Really? It's again. I don't have an opinion. I wouldn't put any anything on this game. But in those in those situations, sometimes putting a you know put a, if it's a pretty heavy dog, you know Rams are plus six. Uh, you just do a little money line dabble on the Rams if if you must, but uh, mm-hmm. I I think you run and hide. Yeah, I agree with that. Run and hide. Giants at Eagles. This is minus fourteen. This is a stay away game if I've ever seen one. We don't have Giants starters playing, but of the Giants starters, I mean Tyrod Taylor is a top ten backup quarterback. He can score points on his own. The, the Giants are like the one team that doesn't have anything to play for, though. They can't move up or down. They've already clinched a playoff spot. I mean, they've set the line at minus 14. What do you want them to do? How, how Where do you want the line to be, dude? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. And the Giants have added depth across the board. Their front office somehow is just making the, the no-brainer moves finally at, at last. Getting guys like Kayvon Thibodeau through the door. I mean, I, can't, I still can't believe it. Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, they were supposed to go 1-2 in the draft. And they both went to the Giants. I mean, the Giants are like, okay, I guess I'll take the other guy we have at the top of our board. Weird. But that's every year, man. I, I can't wait to, to look back in five, ten years at the career of Kayvon Thibodeau versus Trayvon Walker. We, we, know, we, can, we can have a little, little, little chuckle. Trayvon Walker's been good. I understand that. But come on. Let's close it out, boys. Lions at Packers. This is an interesting one. This is must-see TV. Where, what do I want to do? Come on. Tell me. What do I do? The Packer fan in me is telling you to go, Pack, go. That's that's what I'm leaning. Because Green, Green Bay, like, they finally, it took them, like, more than half the season. But I guess they finally realized this Aaron Jones guy is probably the guy who we should uh be like prioritizing in our offense whenever he could run for like he wasn't 100 percent for like a three-week period recently but oh, oh for for the majority of the season he's been fine but they just like hey rogers i'm just gonna chuck it for some reason and pretend everything is fine like it was whenever Devonte was here but with only lazard and an injured christian watson and romeo dobbs and Ra- old randall cobb but randall cobb okay so here he, he, here's my issue with this game Okay, it's a home game for the Packers, but the Packers are not the better team. Okay, so I mean Christian Watson's not hundred percent. Aaron Rodgers is not what he was. Nothing is what they were, right? In Green Bay, I mean they they they've they've, they've wheezed their way into playoff contention. The Lions, top to bottom, 
unit by unit are a better team overall. Usually in that situation, the home team's getting like, you know, giving three, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. But this line's a little bit bigger than that. A little bit, it's it's more of a brand reputational line where it's like, okay, no, we're going to go minus four and a half. Not three and a half, four and a half. This screams, you know, Packers win 24-20. That's what I see when I see this. I see either Packers, I see the Lions winning or the Packers winning. I I just say, you don't need to, I I know what a lot of people are going to say. Yeah, okay, Podfather, cool, I'll take the money line. Lions money line. I'm not saying that. Just just bank the points, take the Lions against the spread, and move on. You've got all these outcomes where the Lions win in your favor, plus Packers three-point win, Packers four-point win. you got them all covered. And that's only because of their reputation. And Aaron Rodgers is not to do with who these teams are. And the Packers go to the playoffs every year, so everyone's accustomed to that happening. And they just think, it's, oh, it's going to manifest because it's the Packers and the Lions never make the playoffs. So there's all this like this all these headwinds against the Lions mm-hmm. historically driving this line from it should be three and a half to four and a half. And that that little differential is why I would just take the Lions there. I do think the Packers are like they've been playing better on all sides of the ball. Their defense over the last few weeks once, I mean, Joe Barry finally finally was like, hey, we have Jair Alexander. He can guard any player in the NFL. Let's just have him guard this really awesome guy in Justin Jefferson, and then we can take care of everything else. And they've kind of been – their pass defense has been largely fine all year. Their run defense has just been abysmal. They're like 31st in run defense DVOA. They've been terrible all year. So I could see – Jamal Williams and Swift, like with especially with that offensive line, just go to town against them. But I think they can, even without Rashawn Gary, they're still getting a decent pass rush with Preston Smith and fifth round rookie Kingsley Inigbare, who's been a really nice find. You're 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 too close. You're too close to the action. I probably I probably am, but you're too you you the more details you're sharing, the less I like the Packers. A lot of details. <laughs> Uh, you're you're too close. You're too close, Siobhan. They're playing. They're playing well. If they weren't playing well, like I thought they were done in the middle of the year. I thought they were done. I wanted them to just tank for Bryce Young at that point. But we're on a heater now, so might as well. We okay. So first of all, that you just absolutely just been disqualified. So here's the thing. Here here's here's what I'll say. Edge has no confidence. Edge is like fifty point four percent on the uh, Lions against the spread. I mean, it's a very low confidence threshold. So Edge thinks it's a fair, a fair line. I, I'm more like I'm more confident in just taking the Lions. I, I, I think the Lions plus four and a half though is probably the right play. I like how our show notes, Shervon and I both said Packers minus four point five when we, when we were doing the show notes at first, and now both of us are off it. This line is very sharp. Yeah, there's there are reasons to take the Lions narrative wise. There are reasons to take the Packers. Narrative wise, do I think the NFL probably wants the Packers in the playoffs right now more than the Lions? Yes, but that is reflected in the four and a half total or uh, four and a half spread. That's mm-hmm. the extra point. You talk about the the Packers defense. The Lions defense has been playing better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lions yeah. defense, no joke, bro. And I I do expect Jair doesn't really travel in the slot, so I do expect Amon Ra to have a really strong game. It's a big game for Amon Ra. They they're gonna need Jamison Williams to 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 make some splash plays. Mm-hmm. He he could if if he sees a decent amount. One one of Chark or Jamison could have a big play going up against Rasul Douglas. Right. Yeah. When whenever Alexander's off, the other guy like Alexander can't exactly. cover both Chark and Williams. We and like we said with Marlon Humphrey. Bingo, gentlemen. That is the show. Hope we can figure this slate out. Now it's like, come on, guys, hammer, hammer. hammer. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Why do we have the same reaction? You guys are gonna make me have way too much exposure on this week eighteen slate. <laughs> <laughs>
antithesis of sharp is a circle, but that's what makes it clever. Okay? It's not a fucking rectangle, dude. It's a sharp circle. Leave me alone. Isn't a sharp circle just a rectangle? What about my, the idea that Mike White's glass slipper has cracked? You, you got it, big dog. I mean, they've set the line at minus 14. What do you want them to do? How, how Where do you want the line to be, dude? Uh, It's a little before my time, the pig noses. Wild. Well, they, 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 wear, they would wear dresses with pig noses. Didn't make any sense. Yeah, good for them, though. Whatever they want to do, whatever, however they want to express themselves, fine. Uh, I didn't understand what they were doing because uh, I guess there's hogs and that the the front seven uh, you know linemen were hogs back in the day so that they were actual hogs so uh, and then they you know uh, anyway isn't a sharp circle just a rectangle how can you take a hole the wrong way a hole in the ground there's a hole you don't you don't step in it how would you take that the wrong way? We're just going to mash it down your throat, basically, but. That is not Tom Brady. You know what, Ahan? Why don't you stitch a doll that looks like Tom Brady? Look at the chin dimple. Four hairstyles ago. Oh, I did it again where I showed us in the in the in at the end of the broadcast. It's so hard. How do you auto end? You, you, we, we. Okay, so first of all, that you just absolutely just been disqualified. Four hairstyles ago. You're too. You, you, you. The more details you're sharing, the less I like the Packers. Four hairstyles ago. Yeah, four facelifts ago too. That is not Tom Brady. You, you want to retroactively judge a doll for not having Tom Brady's face right? Jesus, Seattle Moneyline with Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. You love pain, don't you? Yeah. I said stay away. Yeah. I said stay away. Lions defense, no joke, bro. Yeah. You love pain, don't you? Yeah.